The Brotherhood of the Silver Screen is back at you live down here in my basement. Dove was just having a lively, spirited conversation about who would be the next Bond. Dove yeah, thinks it, it should it, be it, Tom Hiddleston. It, it, Joey thinks it should be Idris Elba. Yep. Then we got into politics, and some fingers were pointed, and some chairs upended. Yep. And here we are, ready to uh, talk about the next segment of our podcast. That's right, baby. Yes. Joey, you got yep. five seconds to tell me why Idris Elba is better than Tom Hiddleston. Five. Oh no, I don't. Have, I don't have five seconds. <laughs> uh, five seconds you got five seconds because he's white. No, oh my God! What is it? You're fired. I think you got five seconds. Is the first thing came You're fired. Oh. I knew he was gonna go there. <laughs> well, well, I, no, well we hang on a second. No, but Doug, you brought hang on a second. But you, second. yeah, I don't know. But you, there's more good point because because yeah. you said. Would a Asian Bond make sense? And then Joey said, "No." But We're then gonna have a black Bond. Why not have an Asian Bond? Next, I, I, it's all about diversity, it, folks. I mean, okay, I guess, I guess. Once reason, we move on from color, I, well, the guess, whole yeah, move on to sexual but, orientation. But I guess bond. the reason. Okay, yeah, but the th <laughs> this is. I mean, is that is really a, your only problem this with is it? Such a, no, it's. This I don't is, have a problem. With I mean, this. Is I actually such think a, Idris would be good. This is I such a rabbit trail. Would be better. This is such a rabbit trail, and I'm not saying there. An Asian Bond wouldn't be good. What I'm really just saying is that. I can't think of a British actor who is Asian that like would really fit that role. In a, I just in a can't think of a British act, uh, Asian British actor. I just yeah, can't. I can't think I, of no, it. to be honest, doesn't fit. I can't. Actually, so, uh, <laughs> I, no. I just watched an episode of Black Mirror. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was an Asian bl uh, British black guy in that one. Okay. And I was like, that. I think that's the first Asian British guy I've ever seen in my life. Probably not ever seen your uh, life, but I've the, never the, seen. No, memorable. No, no. The argument, the argument him. was not whether or not Idris was a good bot because I think he would do great. Right. Uh, I just think Tom Hiddleston would do better. Okay. That's all. I, I, and Joey I mean, was saying the opposite. Like, okay, well, so he if, might think. He so might if I get, think if I get my five seconds, if I no, I wasn't saying he would oh, okay. be horrible. All right. But um, I, if I could get my if I get my five seconds back for real quickly, I I think it's because I um so currently like the current iteration of Bond, right? Yes. Which is that like Bond is like this older grittier bond yes right i i kind of just like want them to keep that going and idris right. would be would be able to pick up the right because tom bond. hiddleston would be Whereas tom go back to younger swab we'd be going back yeah. to younger swab yeah sleep no, you swab, can still have like, it sleep with three different women no, you, uh, can, movie. Still have, you nah. can still do the same thing nah, i don't think so yeah i think i think tom hiddleston's the pretty boy i think idris Elba's no i mean he's a good no, that's he's an a interesting good, point no he's nah he's a good he's a he's a no he's a really good like hey new Hey, we're, this is new, but we can still have it the same. Is Hiddleston even in the running? Because I remember no, back, I don't think back so. when um, I don't think he was I just, even I would mentioned. Know. And again, you, you know, he's well because he's, Henry Cavill has been vying for that position too. I know. So uh, okay, he maybe, was apparently Henry Cavill was second in line to in the last one. I, I, that but they, makes told, sense. they told him he was too young for where they wanted to go. Okay, at that, that makes time, sense. Back that when, makes sense. But back uh, when they started with um, Casino Royale. I just think I think Hiddleston would be a really good, and I think he'd pull off the role great, and I think he'd be different enough. But the well done movie would make it; it would be different enough for people to be interested, and still can be going along the same lines of what 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 makes Bond great. That's gotcha. what I think. Anyway, we're gonna. Yeah, uh, I wasn't denying that Hiddleston would be good. With I just this really episode, to this is the good, the bad, and the ugly episode, and this is an episode we've, where we uh, we've talk already about had the ugly. Yeah, we've already. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk, uh, everyone brings something to the table that we all discuss and give our thoughts on. Dove, what do you got this week? Um, as promised. Yes. Okay, right? Yes. Last week, so, Good. Um, really? Really. Really, Joey. I mean, oh. I come through on my promises. Oh, uh, you're going to make up for the whole argument we just had. I forgive you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, moving forward. Now, uh, we had gone, I had diverted back to something else last week, but this week I had, just to reiterate, I had seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
and this is probably about a, um, two months ago. Yeah. And in uh, there were a couple scenes in there where ants were basically life size. There's size of like large dogs, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you could say, mm-hmm. yeah. not life size. Dober, Doberman sense, right? ants. But they were large, and they were like lifting all this stuff. Doberman and pinchers. Oh! And helping, um, um, that was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and helping, you know, Hank Pym put, a, put the, you know, lift stuff, and they were like his little pets running around. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, stuff. I'm like, little minions. what would that actually be like? Would they be able to lift stuff? Would What would happen if they were all of a sudden to grow? Yes. And I found out some pretty interesting things. Lesson. And also, um, it, that led me down the trail of like, well, what if we were to shrink? Because Ant-Man, right? What if we were to all of a sudden grow? Mm-hmm. How does that all work? So um, I'm going to put this as simply as I can. Okay. okay. Because I was trying to understand it as simply as I could okay. from all the, the research I was doing. So ants can basically lift up to 50 times to 200 times their own body weight. Okay. Okay. But it's key. Their body weight is key. It doesn't mean overall weight. It means body weight. Gotcha. Okay. So depending on the species of ant, they get like really hardcore carpenter ants that are mm-hmm. workers and stuff. They can lift a lot more than just kind of normal ants. But the yeah. general theory is that they can lift 50 times their own body weight. Okay. Now, before I get into it, uh, that basically means that's equivalent of if they're life size, 4.5 tons. Okay. Basically. Wow. And run at 52 miles per hour. All right. If they were, if they were. Now, here's what's interesting it is absolutely physically impossible for them to do that. If they were the size of a dog, interesting. It's physical. Okay. It is. It is, and it's why they are the size that they are. Yeah. Okay. And so the reason for that is, is going back to a, a guy we all know named Galileo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he figured out uh, that basically that there is a, a a variable in here that no one really. Um, I'm, I'm finding my notes here. Okay, so that nobody really accounts for. And it's called the square cube law. Okay, okay, so basically when things get bigger, what yeah. happens? Okay, so here's what happens. If you take a like a small dice, okay, yeah, and you imagine just a cube like that, the size of it. So there's two things that happen to it. Now, the whole the weight is based on the cubed. It's, it's mm-hmm. based on length cubed. Mm-hmm. And the surface area, which is just one side of the cube, mm-hmm. is the, um, it's called the area. Yeah. Now, if you double the area, it's now squared. But the weight of it basically is almost a th- it grows at a third higher rate. Okay. So if you take a dice, and then all of a sudden it grows to be the Rubik's cube size. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the air the surface area just squared, like the smaller square on a paper. Yeah. Became a bigger square was squared. Yeah. But the whole volume of it is cubed. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So what that means is it now weighs a whole lot more, even only the surface area is uh, is just doubled. Okay. Yeah. The weight basically tri- or not tripled but cubed. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically the, 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 the bigger you get, the more, the more massive become. and more heavy you are, and it grows at a much higher rate, mm-hmm. faster rate yes. mm-hmm. than than the strength that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. So what that means is this. If you take a table example, like you take a little table and you make it out of toothpicks. Yeah. Really, really tiny. If you take uh, 50 times its own body weight, it will be able to handle 50 plus toothpick tables on top of it. Mm-hmm. Just just stacked up and it'll be able to handle yes. that weight. Now, you, you apply the, the square cube law and start expanding it. It would basically look like 
a table that starts to get heavier, but the legs are made of like little sticks. Gotcha. Because the mass uh-huh. of it gets so much more heavier in proportion to the um, to the legs to, the, to yeah. the legs of it. Yeah. So the more it grows, so what it would look like is an ant body would get really really huge, but the legs wouldn't get strong enough to hold the weight of itself, and gotcha. it would collapse on itself after a certain point. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Yeah. So it, if if they were able to get that big and do it mm-hmm. and lift this much. It would resemble something like uh, a different. It would be a different animal. It has right, to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't be an ant. It would be a yeah. dog. Yeah. Or what? Or, or yeah. and so it's same thing with getting big, big, bigger. Okay. So yeah. if we get bigger, we would start resembling something more like an elephant. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So um, because it has, there's a reason that it has these big legs because it has to. Yeah. In order to support all the weight. Yeah. Right? So even though an elephant can lift, can carry more weight. It can't carry as close to its own body weight because of that little table example I gave a yeah. little bit earlier. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can see ants lifting like these huge, like, because the size that they are dictates that they can yeah. do that. Gotcha. Uh, because oh. of this square cube law. So does that mean we, that every bug that size can, can carry 50 times its own body weight? It, it depends on their leg strength. So strength is measured by what they call the cross-sectional area. Our legs are a certain amount of thickness, right? If you were like cut our leg off, there's there's an amount of surface area. Okay. Yeah. That that right there determines strength. You cut like have a cylinder, mm-hmm. and the top of the cylinder is flat. Mm-hmm. That right there, if you expand that out, it can hold more weight. Okay. You shrink it, it can hold less weight. Okay. So the lesson here, ladies and gentlemen, is don't skip leg day. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Because your legs, actually, that's true. Because if you were to work out your entire upper body, get heavier up top, mm-hmm. but don't work out your legs to compensate, eventually you'll have problems with your joints. And yeah. We see this in giants, modern-day giants, guys that are eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. When they grow really tall, they don't look like you and me anymore, do they? They look really skinny. Mm-hmm. It's because of this exact... That, and there's problems with them, things that have to happen inside yeah. to compensate their heart rate, things like their blood circulation, all that gets all messed up. Gotcha. Because they have to grow, like because they they're they start to grow th- that quickly, mm-hmm. there has to because their mass is getting heavier than what they can handle yeah. mathematically, physically, yeah. they start to have problems. Yeah. So it's physically knee, impossible. Knee it it is physically problems. impossible for you to grow at, the, at an Ant-Man type pace. You yeah. would not be a human anymore. Your legs wouldn't be able to hold up your mass. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. true. And, and you would just you would just fall over yeah, basically. So, so, so so Dev's basically saying that any time. So in order to in order for an ant to become dog size, you'd have to figure out how many I don't know how many times. So every every time you double that's that ant's size. Like what did you say? Area, yeah, right. The, like, the, 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 the weight, strength. the weight triples basically. Yeah. Basically, like the no, it triples. doesn't triple. It cubes. It cubes. It's, it's yeah. a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. So it, basically, they they measure area, yeah, which is what its legs are and stuff like that, as length squared, just like the dice doubling. Yeah, mm-hmm. the right. surface area of that one little cube, yeah. just squared, mm-hmm. right? But if you're going to measure weight. You have to measure length cubed. Yeah. So, Doctor Dove, does yeah. <laughs> the Ant Man, a lab ants, really work out in reality, or no? What do you mean? Like the fact that they're in there helping him? Would that um, they happen? they. 
They wouldn't be that no, mobile. They, they wouldn't they, be that they, mobile. I mean, we never that, see them. We never see them try and lift anything. Yeah, yeah. They see them like like crawling up walls, crawling up stuff, and like yeah. handed. Uh, physically impossible. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because because at that size, you have to be like a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, to 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 dogs, you know. Dogs are built to be that size. Yeah. So you're not an ant anymore. You would be something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually speaks to the creation. Yeah. Uh, it, it really does. It's, it's mm-hmm. physically impossible for ants to carry their weight being that big. Right. Uh, so it would change is, their whole physiology. It would just, it just wouldn't work. Right. And that's why smaller creatures like that, if, if, and then think, thing, if we were to super shrink, right? Right. Um, we would have all kinds of problems. Uh, this guy was going into, uh, uh, if you were to shrink, we can only understand too, uh, uh, voice in certain decibel levels. Mm-hmm. So if we were to shrink really small, it is true that we would sound like a baby uh, mouse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. That's what we said. But if we grew to the Ant-Man size where he gets like, what, 25 stories or something, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. would not be able to understand his speech. Gotcha. It would be like this this long, drawn out tree beard type and you wouldn't be able to understand. Like, Right. That's crazy. It's because we can only cool. understand up to a certain decibel level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beyond certain decibels, low and high, we can't understand. But if yet. we if we were to shrink down to the size of an ant, we'd be kicking them around because our bodies are created we, to to hold more mass, per, you know, per, uh, like in relation to our size. So if we actually got down to their size, we would die. Well, we would die, but I mean, I mean, going we, off all of, relation, yeah, um, in relation to them, correct. like yeah, because we have big, thick legs. You know, compared to their right. spiny little he thing. He actually went into that. We would be able to run. Um, I forget what the miles per hour. I, lo- I looked at that too. But, yeah, we'd be able to run. But he also looked at we would be so light that um, you'd be so susceptible to any type of the slightest little breeze. Uh, we'll just, we'll just push and you're just blown away mm. because of the. So ants are swole. And yeah. if you go to their size. In their size really they are. But it, and it all right. spoke to like, wow. I mean, and, um, and also they said. Well, they said, but when I was researching it, the more you grow too, certain things start to slow down just automatically, physically. Mm-hmm. So the bigger you get, you'd be just so slow. And they all, and you're, you're also, your brain, uh, your reaction time becomes yeah. slower. Your muscles have to do more. Right. Mm-hmm. It's why you see these really tall basketball players that can't move as quick. Yeah. Interesting. So, and actually, this is my, and my last thing, and I'll finish with this, but um, I, I just went back to Goliath, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's nine feet. Right, yeah, it was a nine a feet point. something, yeah. mm-hmm. and I just for the first time I thought to myself I was like I wonder if that guy could actually fight. I wonder. I wonder if because of what he I found out, he certainly could. Now the Bible talks about him carrying weight, yeah, which a lot he can, of weight, lot yeah. of weight yeah. real heavy stuff. I think he was physically proportionate. I think he was. I think he was physically proportionate too. If he's but carrying what, a spear that's so heavy, right? Dude, knows he, how almost to use like it. a like an Andre the Giant type of a character, right? Right. right. But the larger you get physically, the slower you are. Yeah, yeah. You ju- it's just the way it works. Right. Your reaction time is different. Your 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 the blood pumping in your system is completely different. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. He, I think he could lift a lot of weight, but I just wonder if he was more of a um, tactic to intimidate. Mm-hmm. Come, come, you know, challenge me, and just no one would. And I, I just, like I said, I just well, a put, question. They, they I put, just wonder if David some, was like. They put some puny peasant out there and he kicked the guy a mile long, I, Well, but, <laughs> and I don't even know if anybody ever came out to challenge him. What yeah. if he was just a uh, uh, um, just a mouthpiece and he would come out there and just be like, you you know, all this stuff. But guys that are that big are just slow. Mm-hmm. 
And the bigger you become, the slower you become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. Physically speaking. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if David maybe noticed it. Maybe he was back there going I can hit he that. probably I can I can this Ten guy feet, this guy can can't that. this guy can't move. Like what you ever you ever wonder why? Like, okay, if someone here's a slingshot, here it comes. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. And you can't like get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, you can't dodge that. Right. You know, in Braveheart, he had to stand there straight. It's like, you're not going to move, right? Right. They hit him with a rock. I mean, I, I wonder if David was like, all right, this is, this is, here you go. Right. Here's a rock to the face. Dodge this. Right. I, I, I just highly doubt it was, I, I think, I wonder if Goliath could actually fight or even hold his own in a battle because of how slow he must, he must have been. Hmm. Especially, imagine Andre the Giant weigh him down with all this weight. Yeah. The spearhead that, that weighs a ton. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you think that guy could, could withstand 10 Roman soldiers around him and, and, and win? I just, it's, I think you'd just be too well, slow. Is maybe, maybe, they, maybe they tell people about how much his arm weighs and how much, that could be more intimidating technically. Intimidating, like, yes, but nobody, if no one challenged him, because right. he was just so physically superior as far as weight and strength, yeah. yes, and proportionally, yes, he could handle all that stuff. Right. But um, according to this and what I read, he would have been extremely slow. Mm. That's so interesting. anyway, interesting point. Well, you know the uh, uh, talking about the the square and cubed uh, that yeah. law those square cube those law. principles also apply to nuclear weapons. I, I just recently it, learned it applies to everything. Well, I mean, in in a, in an applicable way, that's like understandable that people a lot of times will say the the two bombs at uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They always compare nuclear bombs to those bombs nowadays. They're like, it has 1,000 times the strength or mm-hmm. whatever, insert word yeah. here. Um, but if, if you apply the same law, you realize, oh, it has 1,000 times the power of the Nagasaki bomb. But that only means an increase radius of like a couple hundred yards. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yes, the same law applies that even though you increase the power... There's a cube and squared thing going on there, Does and the, oh, okay, gotcha. And and, right. and although the the this has a thousand times the power, it the, the radius of the effect only increases by a couple hundred yards. Interesting, something like yeah. that. And and, and, and so they, like people are saying, um, uh, people are saying stuff all the time. Oh, that means it would actually be that the the blast crater would be a thousand times greater. No, no, mm-hmm. that's not what it means. Gotcha. It just has the the, the, the thousand times the power, but doesn't mean a thousand times the effect. Gotcha. Right. And and they uh, engineers take this into account with every single building they build. Yeah. Everything right. that goes yeah. skyscrapers can only go so high at the moment. And the reason is because like the table, you have to get a stronger material huh. to hold the table up or make it make use the same material, just make it thicker. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. Yeah. So you have to we they can say, Well, we can only go so high mm-hmm. because the load bearing weight of this material that we have at this height is X. Right. So, so to hold itself, mm-hmm. we can't go one story more right. until we get some type of harder material down here. Right. So it's, it's very, they all take it into account. It's a very um, accurate and real thing. Mm-hmm. And it applies to animals and it applies to like giants, like the right. BFG. Yeah. If we were all of a sudden that big, you, well, you wouldn't be able to, you would die. Right. <laughs> you can't. Uh, it's right. just yeah. impossible. You have to do it in fiction. Right. Hey, so more science Marvel got there wrong. There you go. What do you got, Joey? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to talk about Walk the Plank. I guess it was kind of Walk the Plank because I'd already watched the first two. But I'm going to talk oh, about wait, John. One second. I'm sorry. So I guess mine would be Bro, Did You Know? 
Yes, yes, we'll okay, sorry. Right. Go ahead, Joe. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to talk about John Wick 3, baby. All right, I got to talk about this. Have you guys seen either of the John Wick movies? I've seen John I've Wick. I've seen the first one, one the first and one. part of two. Okay, what did you think about the first one, Luke? Um, I, I thought it was okay. I, just I, okay? I, I didn't think it was anything, uh, personally, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I just didn't think it was anything to write home about. Oh, I, I really like John Wick 1. Yeah, I'm in love with it. Uh, it didn't blow me away like Taken did. Right. What? Taken, Taken blew me away. Oh, that movie is so John much better w- than Taken. John Wick eh. did not blow me away. I was not Taken with Taken, but Ooh. I'm Taken with John Wick. Bam. Hey, hey anyway. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about the third one. I just saw the third one. Um, I mean, th- this movie is... I, I mean, I guess I guess these movies are, are for a specific audience because they are super violent. <laughs> I mean, they're basically like... Oh I mean, they're basically like the... Um, like the Bourne movies, to me they're like the Bourne trilogy. Like they're pushing the envelope when it comes to action mm-hmm. and it comes to stuff that you do. And there's so much about the movies that I've read that's like all about accuracy. Whether it's like the guns that are used, like they'll if they get like a shot where like basically they're like more shots are shot than like would actually be in the clip to that gun. They'll like reshoot the scene and make sure that it's like accurate. Wow. To like that they like like if they shoot, I don't know if the if the yeah. if he's using a nine. Uh, like a nine millimeter with I don't know nine like nine bullets in it like a and and that's like what it would normally shoot and he shoots ten they're mm-hmm. like they're like we got to change that oh, like, wow. like they got they like have to edit it and so like I'm just like I hear everything is about accuracy like I've seen videos of Keanu Reeves just like going through like crazy drills um we're yeah. doing we're doing stuff um Halle Berry is in this movie mm-hmm. um she's in it for a brief brief period of time um but she she plays a a fellow assassin who helps John Wick. Um, and there's a scene where the two of them are, are um, basically fighting off, you know, they piss somebody off and they're fighting off the bad guys. And, um, and I mean, basically, apparently she did like all the training, like basically she just trained with Keanu like every day wow. um, in order to like get this well, scene, in order to get this scene down and everything. Um, it's just, but this movie like pushed the envelope in so many crazy ways. It just has so much cool, like cinematic action sequences i was just like blown away mm-hmm. there's this like it's i mean it's like i said these movies are for definitely for a specific audience because i'm probably a little bit of a hypocrite based on how much i like these movies because i've always <laughs> criticized like horror movies that are basically like torture porn movies yeah yes like yeah, yeah i like yeah. i've always criticized yeah, yeah. like oh. just like just like what's the most like disgusting like, what's, yeah what's the most do, disgusting yeah. thing we can do to these people yeah, right. yeah. so and this movie it's not quite like that but it definitely has its moments yeah. where it's like just brutal um, and so, uh, so, uh, you know, I might, but I just, this, like, there's the scene with the scene with Halle Berry. She basically has, um, he comes to her for help and they, they basically have to like shoot their way, fight their way out of this, this like fortress, um, in one of the scenes. And she has these two dogs and the, they both have like body armor on. And so like the entire sequence <laughs> is like her and John wick, like fighting their way out through, out through this fortress. Right. And, like, as guys are showing up, she's, like, sending the dogs to attack. And so it's this, like, amazing sequence of, like, these brutal dogs just, like, jumping people as, like, they're flying by as bullets are going by everywhere. It's insane. It was, like, <laughs> the one of the coolest action sequences I've ever seen in a movie ever. Ooh. I just, I don't know. I... I'm like blown away by these movies. I, it was it was an assault on Joey's senses. It was like in every way. He's like, this it is was. an assault. It was, my the, just, the noise, the, the, to, the smells. I have to talk about this movie because I just <laughs> I think this is like because I don't know. I was I was always a huge fan of the Bourne movies, uh, the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, my dad and I loved them when um, when when I was younger. 
Um, and you know they were they were PG-13, but they did so much. There's just so much cool stuff going on there. Like there were so many cool car chases they did. Yeah. Um, just stuff that like really pushed the envelope and was really felt like fresh and like it was really I don't know pushing boundaries in a lot of ways. And this movie I don't know reminds me of that. Reminds me of a much bloodier version <laughs> version of that. Uh, but my like my dad and I have watched all three of them and we just. Like have a blast. It's just I'm, I'm like so impressed by these movies every time. And you did you wow. did you see the second one? I saw him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dub, did you? I see saw the I one? saw part of it. Okay. I have to. I should go back and watch it again. I, have, I know I, Commons in it. I, I think I watched three quarters yeah. of it. But I have to say, I have to say, and, and maybe you noticed this too, Brad, in the second one too. Um, one of the things I was <laughs> I, I was actually so impressed with because um, you know we talk a lot about. Um, just things not really making sense or being realistic. Yes, that's the um, answer part. The there's with the, with the pistols. What, they're trying to shoot each other in the crowd, and no one's hearing the. the oh no! I wasn't. I actually okay. wasn't going to say that. I was going to say this. Or you're saying that part didn't make sense as much. It didn't make sense. Yeah, that. Well, well then that's been debunked so many times. Yeah. Silencer cool. sound so has been cool. debunked so many it times. So cool. It was still cool. I was no. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say uh, the thing. Actually, the thing in my mind that was I was worried about that movie with that then it didn't it didn't pan out well was. Um, in that movie, there's a, um, an, a, an assassin, and she's, I think she was like played by a, like a model or something. So she's like small, very, oh. very slender, oh, right? Is that Ruby Rose or Rose? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, so, um, and so I guess I was like, the whole time I was like, they were like building her up as the big bad guy. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, John Wick's going to go toe to toe with her at the end of this movie. And, and she's going to like, and she's going to like, yeah. I didn't think he was going to lose, but I was like, she's going to like beat the crap out of yeah, him right, for a while right, before right. he's able to like, you know, right. get it together and right. figure it out or something. And that's like not what happened that's at all. Actually, and yeah. it's all, and it's awesome because she's, because I mean, I mean, a lot of fighting. Oh does, my word. It makes sense. Well, yeah, but a lot of fighting, I mean, does have to do with like using people's own weight against them. Yeah, so the right. fact that he's bigger, doesn't necessarily mean that she, I don't know, couldn't have done stuff, but I mean, he's played up as like this incredible assassin, right? Right. And he's like beating all these other people. And so I'm like, okay, so this little, like this little woman is just going to like beat the crap out of him. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like throwing around at the end. Like it's, I was like, I was like, so he does, he actually does do cause like, cause yeah, he just like, Cause she's yeah. so much smaller than him, and he right. and he's right. faced these giant dudes who he's like right. used their. Well, do you, do, you, do you know what the number one move is, by used by the female like beat up guys? You know when they beat up guys, you know what the number one move is? Well, they, kick, kick they jump up on their head, jump up on their head, jump up on their head, and like bam. And no, then no, they, they, just they like wrap this. their feet around them, yeah, and right, then they do right, the right. twisty thing and yeah. throw them. Up. That mean that is just yeah. that's just yeah. how that's their excuse. That did not happen. No, I was like, well, they did. They built. They built up that whole scene, though, and I was like, oh, here it John comes. Wick, what I felt like when he's hand-to-hand, he got beat up pretty good by that one guy that plays one of the agents in the in the second Matrix trilogy. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, I think it was John Wick 1. Yeah. That guy beat him up pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I remember yeah. when I, I remember always thinking, okay, he's much better with his weapons. Like, when he's got guns and stuff, he's way better than everybody else. Right. Well, but he, when, he's, when he's hand-to-hand, he can be beat. I, I well, kind of felt he, well, the other, uh, the other thing, I mean, the other thing they do play up is that basically, like, He's just really good at taking punches. That like he constantly oh, right. he, he constantly gets like beat, like the crap beat out of him. Yeah, he's always bloodied up. up yeah, and just stuff. doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, in this right. particular sequence, I was like, okay, like here we go. It's the final boss battle with this like yeah. like basically like small looking woman. And right. I was like, she's gonna like you know we haven't we haven't, we hadn't seen much from her, but they kept building it up. Right, right. Like he was beating everyone else, but he hadn't quite like ever gotten to her. Yeah. And so they and, and so they like were building it up, and I was expecting it. And then like at the end, it's like this fight. He just like throws her around like she's a rag doll. <laughs> oh my and wow. I was like, yeah. and I was well, like, had, all right. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, all right, that was different. Moon knives. 
Okay. Like, it's hard to disarm because yeah. it's like... And it wraps around your fingers. Curve, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he like totally like disarms her and uses it against her and stabs her. Oh my God. You know, that part, Spoiler. The fight, scene, the fight scene between Common, which was yeah, like, yeah. my favorite part of the movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, because uh, what happened was Common was... They were fighting with knives and then uh, John Wick stabs him in the chest and then leaves it there because he's like, if you, if you take that out, you're going to die. Right? And so it alludes in the last scene when he stabs him and takes the knife out. It's just like, you're, you're dead. Oh. You're dead. Like, I didn't give you my, yep. the, the mercy that I gave my yeah. fellow assassin. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah, so those, those, movies, those, really good. those movies are dope. And the third one, I, I don't know I if I... I love them. I, Jeff yeah. and I, are watch, we binge watch them together, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I, the third one, I... Um, I th- I mean, I really like both the first. Wait, one. Is that on DVD now? Not DVD. I'm sorry. Yeah, is it out? The second one is. Not the third one yet. Third one's still in theaters though. If you want to go see it, um, uh, it's dope. Um, okay. But um, yeah, so I just I've seen the first two. Really liked them. Um, I don't know. The second one, I thought I, I definitely think was not as good as the first one, but it was still really good. And yeah. then this one, this one's close. I don't know if I'd say if I like this one or the first one more. But they're they're awesome. And yeah. This well, one, you you talked a couple. Uh, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, about the um, these old actors kind of giving it their last hurrah. You know, yeah. you take in, you have the Equalizer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I talked about Equalizer in the past. Yeah, the Equalizer. You got John Wick, and I think there was another one out there where it's like an like older Bruce guy, Willis. Bruce, but nothing, nothing like this. Yeah, Bruce, yeah I don't right. think Bruce Willis. Nothing any think. good. Yeah, nothing any. There, I thought there was another about. one. I mean, I mean, and, this, and, you, and, and you could you could even say Sylvester Stallone with his yeah. Expendables, you know, kind of get them all yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's interesting that this one seems to be the most successful, and and let the record show that Keanu Reeves in Hollywood is untouchable right now. Everybody loves him. Who yeah. has anything? Who, who's not the greatest actor I've ever seen? No. But who has anything bad to say about this guy? He's popular and untouchable on social media. He's popular in Hollywood. I mean, this guy has done everything right. I mean, really, I'm I'm just impressed. Yeah. By this guy, you know the the the, the memes going around of this is whole the, the whole Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein yeah. nonsense going on of him touching everybody, and then you see Keanu Reeves, and someone points out whenever he takes a picture of the two girls like on his side. He's not touching them. Yeah. His hands are like you could see his yeah. hands, and and people are just like, look at this guy. Look at the look at the foresight this guy yeah. has. You know, yeah. just doing everything right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like what our parents taught us. Yeah. It's like it's here's how you take a picture with a woman. You right. Know? And and uh, it's it, it kind of goes back to that. Right. It's weird. Yeah. And I mean, I think and I think with him and perhaps why he's so liked right now, or why these these movies are particularly successful and. Again, something that I'll probably end up getting into when we do our listomania because it kind of ties in a little bit. Um, it's just I think that like, like basically every everything there's it seems like there's a lot more attention to detail in these movies about everything mm-hmm. about the acting about the script about the yes. directing about every sequence of fight scene and stuff like that. Um, they just like it 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 actually feels like they're like whether the movie is going to do really well or not. Like they're actually trying to make. Like even like there's I think there's gonna be a fourth one I think they already announced it right so like obviously like this is like once you hit once you hit four you're like basically into series milking at this point yes, but like right, they right. but like they but they don't seem like they're just like cashing in like it, nothing about nothing about sounds any like of those work going yeah into nothing one, yeah. about any of those three it sounds like it's cashing in it sounds right. like Keanu wants to work and everybody else is like okay if Keanu's gonna gonna train six hours eight hours a day you know through <laughs> through this stuff every day like you know we're gonna we're gonna get it like we're gonna make it cool so right um and i think that's i think that kind of was what separates it to me from from everything else right now 
or even stuff before because I, I like um, I like the original Taken. Um, Taken re- two and Taken uh, three are definitely cash ins. I mean, yeah, I, I, and I I really liked um, I really like both Equalizer movies. Um, I I gave the second one a, a positive review a while back. Um, and, that, and they're kind of different. I mean, Equalizer I love just because I think I love Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's a little bit more. I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's it's definitely got less detail than this. This feels like it's doing everything it can to like push envelopes in certain ways. Yeah. Um. It's not. It's not really. Uh, it's not really pushing any storytelling envelopes, but mm-hmm. um. It just. It. They just seem to get so much right. Um. I mean, even the. <laughs> I mean, even the fan service stuff. They seem like like they're keyed into because Keanu's in this. They brought Morpheus or they. <laughs> they brought they brought Morpheus in in the second one, and he's in the third one. Right. I mean, there was there's straight up like there's probably like two or three major actual ma- lines that they yeah, used yeah. major actual lines that they used like major easter eggs they have from them for like like calling back to the matrix trilogy and to other stuff keanu has done and so like they like they they're the, they seem to like to like know their audience know what they're doing and yeah. like like they just do it really well yeah that's so. cool john wick three wow okay i'm excited to see that one i gotta see the second one first yeah you gotta see the second one gotta see the second one for for mine um i i'm going to call this one this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> i call this one this is why we can't have nice things sounds like a new uh wait which category like new category. category that's uh, the new, it's it, new category. it's pretty much getting philosophical i okay. i okay i am so frustrated because dove turned me on to a wonderful great movie that i think everybody needs to see which i think is the natural progression of of hollywood but there's a unnatural pull um, by the ignorant, stupid masses of people that just want to see things blown up and just want to see, you know, scantily clad women doing these scissor kicks on all these guys and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they just want to see the same old formula. And, um, well, anyway, that's what, that's what the producers think that the American people want to see. But there's a movie out there that just came out that I was able to write before it got to theaters or while I was still in theaters or what have you. These, some of these apps allow you to do that, which is pretty cool. It's called The Professor and the Madman, and it is a Mel Gibson film, uh, and Sean Penn. I watched that last night. Brad just watched it last night, and this <laughs> is heard of it before. this is why we cannot have um, this is why we cannot have uh, nice things. Nice things because this movie should be a blockbuster. It should be out there selling millions of tickets because it's a true story. Or a, a very, at least very closely, very, close. very closely based on a true story because Dove and I did research about it. Um, uh, about the, uh, it, it's just so People well that done. You had no idea. Existed. It's so well done. It's centered around characters against the backdrop of 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 the creation of the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, it's interesting subject matter, historical relevance. Um, so it, it's just a such a superb movie yeah. of like picking your brain with with things you've never thought about before like mm-hmm. how difficult is it to actually make a dictionary like yeah. how would you do this how yeah. did they do this and crazy and hard crazy difficult almost impossible and and yeah. and this movie is like relegated to like i think it's probably going to lose money you know i don't think anyone's going to know it exists but it's such a good movie and i think everyone needs to stop what you're doing right now go home turn off this podcast and watch that freaking movie because it's a great movie. It's one of the greatest underground films I've ever seen. And uh, Mel Gibson, of course, does an amazing job. Sean Penn, they all do really amazing jobs in this movie. And it's such, um, you know, I love period pieces. They're they're the greatest. This is set in what the what the early eighteen hundreds. Oh man, I forget the year. But uh, yes, yeah, um, maybe yeah, mid eighteen seventy something. 
1870s. Okay, yeah. 1870s. Okay, um, and, and it's just a, a, su- a, a superb film about the make the creation of the Oxford Dictionary, um, and I, I just wholeheartedly recommend this film. And I, we can't yeah, have nice scene, things because. Yeah. This film, sh- uh, and we should have more films like this. We should have a lot more films. We should be flooding the market with these films about these crazy historicals. I just read the uh, a book. Um, uh, well, I read two books. One was about the uh, Valley Forge, and the other one was about the Siege of Malta in 1565. You guys familiar with that event? Yeah, oh yeah. The Siege of Malta in 1565, ragtag, a bunch of Catholic slash Christians holding an island against a massive Muslim force, 40,000 people against 9,000. And by the time it was all said and done, 662 uh, Christians were left, and they reduced the Muslims back to down to like two or 3,000 people. And um, yeah, it was a two- or three-month-long um, siege, why haven't we seen a movie? Um, uh, uh, a movie about this? 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 And these are like straight event. up nights. Like these are for real. The ones yes. that you see in your head. Yes. When you go to bed at night and you're like, I want to be one of those. Yes. That's who these guys. That's how they're dressed. The Knights of Saint John. Yeah. The Knights of Saint John were the last orders uh, of knights. The other two orders of knights were the uh, the Templars and the Teut- Teutonic Order. Mm-hmm. And these are the Knights of Saint John. They were the only ones surviving in 1565, and. Uh, it's just it, it, like why haven't we seen a film about this? Because there's no demand for historical movies, and 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 we don't have. Think, we can't think, have. We should have nice things like historical right. movies, but we can't have nice things because all but, we want is blowing up stuff. And but they don't realize that people would go see that. Yeah, well, I, they would. I mean, look at look at the, how stupid what's it called was with the new Moses and new guy. And, you oh know, yeah, people went and saw that stuff. People, right. I, I truly believe that if you put right. biblical stories out there, and now obviously we, we have this, uh, we keep doing uh, Christ work, right, you know, which right. is fine, but like, if you start actually doing stories in the Bible about King David and stuff, I'm yeah, telling I you know, people I would know, see it. I know. Judges, I think, people, I think there's, there's, a, there's something there that people will go out, that they would go out and see something like that. Right. I yes. think. If, if Even would, today. If you would just do it right, give it to one of the Cohen brothers. I know they would do it justice. They can't even make a, like a, uh, they hardly ever. I mean, I've never seen directors like them recognize the influence of Christianity in their movies. They don't. Yeah. They don't necessarily come out praising the Lord Jesus Christ, but they do recognize the influence of Christianity on a culture. I'm like, why is it so hard to, to do this? Yeah. This goes back again. The 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 podcast I asked you guys to listen to. When the guy made the distinction between Christian art and Christian-based art, the Christians can't understand that. There's a difference between Christian art and Christian-based art. What the Christians are trying to do is create Christian art. But what they really need to, should be doing is with movies, I think you need to go to Christian-based art. I, I, I think there, there's a difference. Right. Christian art is explicitly Christian. The uh, Passion of the Christ, that's Christian art. Um, but um, uh, a simple plan—that's Christian-based art, right? You know, Mosquito it's Coast, Mosquito maybe. Coast. Um, yeah. Even the Truman Show is Christian-based yeah. art. Right. Uh, you know, and 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 the Christians can't understand that distinction. They just want to make Christian art, right. and 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 if it's not about Jesus, then then what is it? We, what are we doing if we're not yep. making films about Christ? And I'm like, that's a, such a dumb question. You know, we got 66 freaking books in the Bible and, and and a whole book filled with Christian principles. You can make an entire movie off of yeah. a proverb, which is what the Coen brothers did with True Grit. It starts off with a proverb that wicked flee when none pursue. And it's, it, it expounds that idea okay. throughout the rest of the movie. How come nobody else is doing this? Oh, it's so frustrating. This is why we can't have nice things. 
Because the, the idiot producers keep going back to formula, and the idiot Christians think that if it's not about Christ, then it's not a Christian movie. And not worth making. And not worth making. I mean, or, I, think you're, I think you're definitely on top of it, especially yeah. with producers, too. Or somehow portraying the like salvation message. Right, yes. Or like like yeah. facing the giants or, or and the, they and do, the, do the and sports, the, they get into sports. And a the bit. two films that are the same movie with just different actors known as Fireproof and right. uh, War Room. Right. Well well the other, I mean the, I mean there's plenty of pastors out there who do that. I mean in terms of their I think their sermons too, yeah, right? Like rather than tr- rather than attempting to go like in, in depth and, and really kind of like explore the bible and our faith in a, in a deep way mm-hmm. you know a lot of times they have to they have to say okay we're gonna we're gonna pastors have to um like save the last 20 minutes of their sermon just to you know give the salvation message right let's just yes. like do the call right all the time right. The call yeah. the altar call yeah. you know yeah. it's like and it's like every sermon's like that and you know it's not even like okay we're just gonna do this once a month just to make sure that you know if we have new people coming who aren't christians it's I've I mean, I've, seen, I've been in churches where they do it like like every time, yeah. And it's like okay, you, you barely are able to touch on anything because what you've got forty minutes for your sermon, and you spend the last fifteen of it doing like an altar call or something, and and or some kind of yeah, you know, some kind of something like it, um, and then yeah. you know because so then you have to stop, and you know, what are you going to actually get into in that time yeah. period? So right, that's a good point, man. That's a really good point. That's true. Is it, that, that's true. It's, it's, the, that's the so true. Maybe it's a, it's a cultural a good, thing to is I a mean, good. Is, is yeah. a good indicator of where our movies are at. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really good point. <laughs> well, folks, that's the good and the bad and the ugly this month. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Next month, we're going to do something we do every year. It's Listomania, where we come up with our own lists. Everyone makes their own list and lists movies or scenes from movies or actors. Um, and, uh, Dove, what do you got for next, uh, next week? Um, well, we had talked about I was going to do the uh, top ten female action heroes oh that's right, right? i forgot but yeah. i changed it up okay, okay. Changed it up. i'll <laughs> still do that there's next all year. kinds of stuff that i could do. now i want to do that list next to, okay <laughs> we'll both do it okay uh but anyway um so i switched it up i actually t- uh switched to the I- i'm gonna make it five but I'll-, I'll explain that in a second but the most questionable movie castings that people hated that turned out to be really really good. Oh, okay all oh right. that's cool i'm interested yeah, yeah. i like that all so. right Joey, what do you got for next right. week? Um, so for <laughs> for next week, I mean, this is it'll flow right into kind of what we've been discussing, or I even might uh, steal Luke's title about this is why we can't have nice things. Um, but I, uh, um, not to give too much background, basically it's a it's a list. I'm gonna give seven. I'm gonna give a list of seven awful um, remakes or reboots, and specifically what I'm gonna tie it to is reasons why we need to stop remaking, rebooting movies and actually get original scripts in there. Okay. And each movie I pick. Each movie I pick illustrates a particular reason why they seem to want to remake these movies and why it doesn't work. Hmm. So it's seven. It's seven reasons. Well, it's, to it's take seven. Away mov- it's seven movies, right? And then each movie, each movie I'm going to use as an ex- it works as uh, an, as example, an example of, yeah, of why, why of a reason why you shouldn't remake movies so often. Okay. Right. Okay. For, for my list, uh, last month I said it was, you know, times five to, five. I forget how many times. <laughs> uh, times when they captured the energy, but I changed it to uh, difficult mov- uh, movie scenes that were pulled off well. Okay. Difficult things that that mm. they that that that's it's really difficult to to portray this kind of event or this kind of attitude or this kind of feeling. Um, but they these scenes pulled it off well. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna have. Um, let me see. How here. many do you have? Uh, oh shoot! Sorry. Um, 
I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got nine. Oh, nice. Okay. So it won't be too long. But uh, these are these <laughs> no, are these short and sweet. These are consequently these are cool. some of my favorite movie scenes. But I I, I I think they're my favorite movie scenes because I'm trying to appreciate how difficult that was for them to actually pull that off in the way that they did. So this has been uh, the good, and the bad, and the ugly. Thanks everybody for listening. Next week we're going to talk about our lists. Stay tuned, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.